Hello and welcome to Talk is Jeep podcast. I'm your host, Art Aldridge. Joining me tonight is not my normal co-host, not Mr. Tom Chartrand, but my good friend, Mr. Peter Goodman. Good evening. Welcome. Well, thank you, Art. The feedback on the first three episodes seems to be pretty good. The, the first three episodes chronicled a Jeep Jamboree that Tom and I did with our two Jeeps in Vermont in July. And Tom and I had planned to talk about many different subjects, you know, facing Jeepers, all kinds of things that we had planned, and then work and things got in the way. So I haven't had a chance to record any other podcast, but here we are in the middle of September at a Jeep Jamboree in the Catskill Mountains, very close to where you live. It's almost in your backyard. It's near me, too, and not as close uh, as you are. It's a bit closer than Vermont. It is much closer than Vermont. And we just finished the the first day uh, of the Jamboree. And this has been an unusual Jamboree for a number of reasons, one of which was the weather has made all of the trails much more difficult. And... I, I don't know for certain, but I think today we went about four miles in eight hours. And I think the plan was for much more territory. Mother Nature was cooperating, I, I, if, if you want to look at it that way. Yes, the, the Catskill Mountains Jamboree is, I, I've done it before. I did it last year with you. And we, we filmed a whole bunch last year with the GoPros and the drone, and it was it was excellent. I did two trails that um, were probably a little harder than my Jeep is rated for. My, my Jeep does not have any, any lockers in it. I don't know if it says recommended or required on the website when you register for the Jeep, Jeep Jamboree, but my vehicle does not have any lockers. Last year we came and ran these two trails and for the most part i had a winch one time in the two days and i think i made it through most of the obstacles i think you uh, opted out of two which yes i was going to opt out even if you did yes I, I opted out for two very technical uh climbs up some steep ledges that without a locker it would just be you know silly and you opted out of transcending the waterfall Yes, yes, I did opt out of that, though I don't remember that one as as well. I, th I think the first 200 feet of the trail, we hit the first obstacle, and immediately the line slowed down. It was a water crossing with a little technical uh, rock uh, navigation and then up a hill. I, I would say almost all the Jeeps here were Rubicons. The, and, the majority, yeah. And maybe that's because they they suggest... Or maybe they say require. I might have just ignored the thing on the Jeep Jamboree website that says locker is required. But I didn't have one last year, and no one seemed to care. But this year, the uh, the head of the event, who was our, one of our trail guides, got on the radio and said, if you don't have a locker, you shouldn't be out here. It was a little late at that point. I think we were we were about a half an hour. An no, hour no in. we were already in. We like, and you know, you go through these technical evaluations. 
they ask you, um, you know, your skill level and your tires and whether you have lockers. And so I didn't lie. You know, I said I've done four or five Jeep uh, events and I've been off-roading for about three years and I have mud terrain tires and open lockers, open diffs. So there was no lying about it. And uh, I told the trail guides when I went for trail sign up, I said, these are the trails I did last year. And I said, I know that the rain has made everything more difficult. And they said, yeah, you, you won't want to do those trails this year we suggest you do these two trails but the rating wasn't really that much lower i believe last year you were looking at that we, we rode uh, trails that were rated eight to nine uh, on the what the rubicon scale um and and the the trail we did today i think was rated between six and eight and, and when you combine it with the, the weather yes i think it was it was at least an eight uh, absolutely. And and the, the trails at the Catskills event are definitely technical. They're definitely technical because they're they're tight. There's lots of trees. They're not wide open, you know, double track roads, which some of the Jeep Jamborees that I've been to have those components. This is tight technical, a lot of turning, a lot of, you know, putting the tire on the right obstacle at the right time. And and hill climbs, a lot of hill climbs today. So I think that the guides who are helping you make those trail decisions, you know, probably need to do a little better job of screening because we waited today for a lot of Rubicons with, I'm just going to say, some inexperienced drivers, which is not a bad thing, but you should put them you know, maybe in a group that doesn't have as many advanced drivers. Or or let them choose um, a, a lower skill rated trail to take. Well, that that's part of it too. And, you know, there, there was one guy with a Sahara with very bald all-terrain tires. <laughs> and, and he suffered greatly for it. He, he, he did suffer. <laughs> he actually broke a brake line and had to leave his Jeep on the trail and he hopped in it was like a family thing and they had multiple jeeps but you know he he left his jeep on the trail um but we really saw the skill level of the drivers impact the efficiency of the group absolutely um and and it was probably uh i, I was very impressed overall at the fact that you were you were at a disadvantage from the lack of having lockers and having the equipment uh, in comparison to a lot of the other vehicles that were there, and and yet you cleaned so many of the hills. Uh, you outperformed the, the, the lot of jeeps that were much better equipped than yours was. And you know, I think some of this just to me seems logical. Okay, you've got a very steep hill; it's muddy. You don't have a a large runway to start your approach. So when you start driving, you, you need to get on the gas and don't let up and just steer the Jeep up the hill. And so many people just seem they were incapable of doing that. They were feathering the throttle. They were on the brakes. They would stop before, you know, the momentum was fully exhausted and, it was painful at some points to watch. Oh, it was. 
everybody standing by and yelling at them as they're trying to climb the hill is stay on the gas, keep it going. Um, and, and they would stop three quarters of the way up it, try to do it again, um, and eventually have to be winched up. Yeah, I, I had to winch up the first obstacle. It was just, you know, the reality. But we were prepared. We, we put our uh, tow ropes on the Jeep ahead of time. We ran our winch remote line to the winch ahead of time. So when we got to that point where our turn was to be winched, it was very efficient. Click the winch onto the tree strap. The remote's ready to go. Pull yourself up unhook and go on your way right and and i think uh there were several vehicles that were being winched in front of us and and i think quite a, most of them had lockers and it, so it really wasn't so much the the equipment as i think just the degree of difficulty for the hill and and you know again i'm not saying i'm you know a very experienced or, or good driver i i i have learned a lot over the events that i've done I do have to say, I think my tires, again, I will give another shout out this uh, episode to the Cooper Evolution MT tires. They just seem to perform really well. I'm very happy with them. And we saw a lot of Jeeps that weren't making it up the same hills that I was, and I had no lockers. So I'm going to attribute a lot of that to the tires. Yeah, I, I think your tires helped. I think you also did the proper setup, um, came out with a, a, a fair amount of air pressure, or not a fair amount, I think you came out with the proper amount of air pressure so that you you got that extra grip, and when it came time to go over an obstacle, the tires, were they, they would be able to grab onto it and, and keep giving you the momentum that you needed. Right. We I aired down to about 15 pounds of pressure. I've gone lower in some circumstances, but with the nature of the rocks and stuff on this trail, I didn't want to get too soft. And, of course, my uh, power tank, which I usually carry with me, was empty, so I didn't even bring it. So if I had aired down too much, it would have been a hassle to get someone to air me back up. You know, So I aired a little higher than I maybe would have normally. Well, I, I think that uh, it, it seemed to be the appropriate amount of pressure for what we did. And, and uh, there was that one obstacle or one hill that we took where uh, one of the Jeeps in front of us, I think, ran probably a little bit too little pressure, but was also overly aggressive on, on the obstacles. He had a bunch of rocks and, and oh, slammed. He, he slammed into a rock on his front passenger tire, popped the bead on uh, or bent, bent the bead on part of the rim. And we heard the air come out, and they were working on it. And the trail guides are amazing. They're very, very skilled at, you know, fixing things on the trail. And they, we, we heard them banging with rocks and hammers to get the bead, you know, set again. And, and he finished the ride, um, you know, that was probably halfway through the ride. And they, they were able to get him repaired, and he finished the rest of the four hours without a lot of delay That's right right so what were your uh, impressions overall i mean this is your second year as as my co-pilot you you are a jeep owner but it's not a running jeep at this point but what are your just impressions of the event of the people and and the jeeps themselves oh i, I had a tremendous amount of fun uh, it, it's it's exciting uh, anything i think that you're enthusiastic about uh, the the lineup in the morning when when you're parked 
along with about 200 other Jeeps of, of every size and, and, and color and, and configuration. Everybody's got different amount, different types of equipment. Uh, the enthusiasm that you get from that, it, it's, it really helps motivate you and, and, and lets you be part of the, the, the Jeep family. Um, and uh, I think everybody was pretty helpful to each other. So it, it's, a, it's a great time to go out. There's people who have their whole families with them. Um, it, it, it's, it's a great sport, and, and it's a really good way to, to spend a weekend. Um, I had, had a great time doing it. And, uh, and there's a lot of camaraderie. I mean, like in our group, you know, the people who were – we were kind of near the back of the pack. So by the time we got up to the top of the hill, there was a large amount of people watching and cheering, trying to be encouraging to everybody as, you know, they took their attempts up the hill. Yeah, and and uh, your enthusiasm in attacking the hills, I think, became contagious um, because every, everybody knew that you were at a disadvantage. And when you approached the hill, it, it was you just kind of took it and, and hit it with everything that you had. Um, and there's a lot of these things where I think the Jeep steers itself, uh, and it's just your sheer determination to get it up there. And, and you conquered so much of that of different obstacles that other people just couldn't do it yeah was I, was, I was very very happy with uh, the way that my jeep uh, performed and i think part of it was the uh, the trail guide saying hey you shouldn't be out here if you don't have lockers i took that as a little personal uh offense <laughs> and, and we got to wag that at him every time yeah. we passed them on, yeah. <laughs> on the yeah. top of the hill even other people who were in front and behind us heard that comment and guys yeah uh, you showed him, right. which was fun. And uh, but believe me, I want lockers. I want to be able to take my Jeep up to that next level. And I think really being able to drive them without the lockers has given me maybe you know a better sense of how to drive. And you know, when I get the lockers, I I think I'll be in a better spot. You know, when I need them. Sure. Uh, I think one of the other things that amazes me is to see. Some of these these jeeps that are out there, uh, and and the expense that you know, that people put into them, you got I got an awful lot of money tied up, and then you take them out in the woods, and and you're risking an awful lot of damage, uh, just just trying to make some of these trails, and and obviously you know by the end of the day there are people who uh, will be going back home and, and doing repairs and, and reinvesting I, in the jeep. I, I did um, I hit a tree. It was a dead tree, and it wasn't very big, but I, I, had it, I hit it square. I actually knocked the limb off into the Jeep, and, and that was kind of funny. But I did whack my passenger side mirror. <laughs> yeah, we found out that they do, they they, do pivot. They do pivot. Yeah. And, uh, but I, I think I, I snapped it back together, but it, it's a little, maybe Wonky. a little off set. And I did scuff my front. I don't know what the, the high clearance rugged ridge LED fender flares that I have that I broke last year here. Um, there, I, I scuffed one this year, so little damage. Hopefully, you know, tomorrow will be a little better. We had we had kind of funky rain today, and we had the top down, and we were getting a little wet, but it, it wasn't bad. Doors off tomorrow. Doors off tomorrow, and. I'm just, you know, I'm happy I'm here, happy I'm doing this event with you. It's always fun just to hang out. And, you know, it was a little different this year because I didn't bring any electronics. 
no GoPros, no drones. They're all packed up in my truck on their way to St. Louis for a work job. And um, so it's a little different because last year there was much more <laughs> managing the GoPros f for you besides just being a passenger. It would have been, it, it was a, a nice idea to be able to focus on the ride and just enjoy the, the trails. Um, would have been even nicer had we been able to keep moving a little bit more uh, without all the stops. Yeah, the pacing was just just brutal. And, you know, I felt bad because, you know, we're all on the, the GMRS radios and the, the, the head guy kept saying, okay, how are we doing? We got to keep moving. And I know that the people who were struggling probably felt bad that they were struggling. I know that there was an older couple in that, that Sahara that broke the uh, brake line. Right. And I overheard the woman saying, oh, I feel so bad. We're holding all these people up. So I'm sure that the, the radio chatter wasn't always helping the people. But hopefully it'll, it'll help them make a, a better decision if they take another jamboree um, and picking a trail that might be more suitable for them. You know, I, I will say this. I put that back on the guides. You know, they're doing the tech evaluations of the vehicles. And then when you go to trail sign up, I mean, you're looking at that information. I think if the guides give you a sticker for the trail, that means that you should be able to do the trail. Yeah, I, I think um, it's part of the allure of buying a Jeep. And I think when you buy something, you buy a Rubicon and the thing is decked out and it's supposed to be able to take you anywhere. Um, I, I think a lot of people don't quite realize what the skill level is that you need to have to, to take advantage of all your equipment. So they come up with these shiny new vehicles and they get they get on a trail and you can see that they're frightened, that they are out of their element. And, and it's like, I really had no idea that it was going to be this difficult or that I was really putting my vehicle at, at risk like that. Well, you know, is it, you know that reminds me of something because I think what you say is true. And, um, you know, going back to your former life uh, as a bike shop uh, owner, but we used to do a lot of mountain biking together. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the same thing in mountain biking or, or anything. If you go into a downhill descent with, like, the fear in your head, you, there's a much greater chance that you're going to wipe out on a mountain bike or a climb. And I think it's the same thing with the Jeep. If you're going into the event and you have fear, like, oh, I don't want to scratch the Jeep or I don't want to break the Jeep or I don't want to roll the Jeep over. Like, if you have fear and trepidation, it's going to affect what happens on the trail. And I, I think that it's easier said than done, but the people who can overcome that that fear and just listen to what the guides are saying and do what they say, it would be a much better result. It, it would be, but I believe a lot of that comes from experience. Uh, just that they had no idea of what they were getting into and, and getting out on a trail and, and seeing what your vehicle can do um, and, and doing it slowly, you know, taking, getting on easier trails and, and, and learning how to, how to maneuver around obstacles. I think that would go a big way rather than taking something so challenging where you are risking damaging your vehicle or you know maybe break it um and then to go home and say i really didn't have such a great time because right I'm, i've got to put another right well that's i think again that's very specific to the catskill 
Jeep Jamboree because the trails from from the the entry point are much more tactical than some other events that I've been to. So I think that maybe if it's your first time, maybe the Catskill Mountains is not the right Jeep Jamboree for for you, or maybe they need to build you know three and four level trails. Uh, for those people who are brand new, and that should almost be a requirement. Hey, if it's your first Jeep Jamboree, you are required to run these trails for that first event. Sure, that uh, that would make a lot of sense. So do, do you think that I should take my CJ5 to a different event rather than Catskills when I get it on the road? I, I would recommend not taking it to the Catskills <laughs> event first. As your first event. Okay. Should I take the plow off of it first? I would take the plow off and the harvester. <laughs> we'll do that. Yeah, maybe lighten up some of that payload. That that that's probably a good idea. And and I, I hope that at some point on Talk is Jeep that we can actually document the restoration of that beautiful what is it, a fifty nine? Fifty nine. Fifty nine CJ five. I hope we can document that. <clears throat> I hope we can document it and then share that first ride. Okay. Well, I'll I'll make sure that I uh, document it, whether it be in pictures or video. Um, I'll, I'll I'll work on that. And, uh, yeah, see and you can... better hurry because the podcast might only be around for a few more weeks. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we you, can't have that. You better you better get started on that. Okay. Well, I look forward to it because I've got to be out for the next jamboree. <laughs> All right, Peter Goodman. Thank you for joining me on Talk Is Jeep. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for having me.